Welcome back to another episode of Devo's Balls, a podcast where two avid Longhorn fans talk about everything from football and baseball and everything in between. I'm your host, Thomas, and as always, joining me is James. How are we doing this evening, James? What's up, man? Doing good. Uh, coming off our first loss in basketball, it was a tough game. Uh, it's kind of that weird time of the year where, you know, we got basketballs kicking off. Baseball's not quite here yet. There's, you know, no f- football, really. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of the dark days of sports right now. Yeah, at least we got the NFL. Yeah, we got uh, yeah, I got going into the fantasy playoffs and yeah. um, all that stuff, and you know, we got all the bowl games. But the big thing that I think everybody wants to kind of talk about and figure out what's going on is the the transfer portal. And man, that thing opened up, and it was like the floodgates. Yeah, it was it, it was insane, man. It was like on Twitter on Monday. I, if you're at work or something, like you hope you had nothing to do because I could not help but just sit there and refresh and refresh and refresh and kind of just you know look at all the guys entering the transfer portal. Luckily for us, we we had our guys leave. Uh, it wasn't really anyone we haven't really expected, um, but. Um, yeah, it was the guys we kind of knew they were going to go. Though I guess the biggest one for me was Troy O'Mary. But so just to run through real quick, we have Troy O'Mary, uh, receiver. He's in the portal. Prince Deborah, uh, edge rusher. He's in the portal. Jameer Johnson, J.D. Coffey, D.J. Harris, uh, Andre Carrick, and then prop- Devin Richardson. And then probably the biggest hit that we kind of knew was going to come was Hudson Card who's one of the top quarterbacks in the portal at this time. So he's probably going to be getting some calls very soon. Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely one of the ones up there, but there's like, surprisingly, there's a lot of decent quarterbacks, like the kid from North Carolina state, Devin Leary, DJ. I I think cards better than him. He, he, he needs something. Uh, I don't know what he needs, but he needs DJ? to go back home. Yeah, DJ for sure. Mm-hmm. He's not look good. Yeah, I think UCLA was the and the, he's from California, so I think even before he ended up in there, it was UCLA was kind of the projected landing spot for him. Uh, who else is on here? Luke Altmeyer from Old Miss, Jeff Sims, Georgia Tech, uh, Kyron Drones from Baylor, uh, Austin Reed from Western Kentucky. Um, Kendon Slovis, I'm just kind of going down the list. JT uh, Daniels is somehow still in college football. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and uh, what's his name from Oklahoma State? Uh, Spencer Sanders. Uh, Spencer Sanders for his 12th year. Uh, Haynes King, I think A&M lost a couple of quarterbacks to the transfer portal, but yeah, Spencer Sanders, JT Daniels. Um, who else? A couple of familiar Longhorn faces. Xavier Alford, uh, safety. He committed to us, went to USC. Now he's in the portal. Same thing with Jake Smith, receiver. Left Texas, went to USC, and now he's out. He just couldn't stay healthy enough to see the field. Um, but I mean, I guess we can kind of talk about it. It's, you know, I, I've seen some stats on the portal and, um, 
<laughs> a lot of these kids aren't going to find homes. And it's like how, you know, it's kind of a sad thing. It's, you know, you're, you're young, you're 18, 19, 20 years old. We get it. You want to play football. Here's the, here's the thing. So in 19 and from the 19 to 20 cycle of kids, it was 4,000, uh, 4,757 prospects entered the portal. Only 1,788 of them. Uh, that's 38%. 20 to 21, 6,250 entered. 25, 75 found a home. It's 41%. 21, 22, 8,210 uh, football prospects entered the portal. 3,332 found a home. That's 41%. And then uh, in the last three years, they had 19,217 and only 7,695 found a home, which is 40%. So the, uh, unless you're like one of the cream of the crop guys, it's going to be very hard to find a good landing spot, at least to me laterally, right? Like you can always move down and uh, go play. I, don't, I mean, like go to Sam Houston or something like BJ Foster. But how do you feel about 18, 19 year olds having this much freedom to hopefully better themselves, but almost a 60% chance of not even finding a home? Well, well, one is the real question is like we saw. Well, we'll talk about talk about this a little, a little bit too. But you know, is it their choice to leave, or is a new coach coming in and saying, "Hey, you don't fit what I'm doing, so you might as well try to get into the portal instead of him sticking around instead of like maybe sticking around, seeing if you can develop into being that type of person that he wants." Because like. You know, these I don't think all these kids leave for a reason. Um, you know, some of these kids are kind of told like, hey, you might it might be if you want to play football, you might want to leave. But that, you know, that's all they think about just football and not like getting a degree or getting anything like that, because, you know, it's not not always guaranteed to get. Get back into a school for free education, like, you got to remember these kids are getting a free education as well. And that should be, unless you're the 1% of the 1% in college football, like, you know, what, I think what's only like 10% of the college football players get go into the NFL or 3%, maybe even less than that. Like, um, and then what percentage of that get a second contract? Yeah. It's like, you need to make sure you get that education and get that degree. And, be able, so you're able to help yourself at the end. So to me, that's that's the, the big the big deal. Um, I uh, it's like so unless you know, unless you know and you've got because technically in the NCA you don't there's no such thing as tampering. Um, it's frowned upon, but apparently there's no such thing as tampering. And unless you know you can have a, another school to go to, you. Might as well um, just kind of maybe stick, especially if you're a freshman or a sophomore. Just, you, know, you can stick around, man. Like, you know, Tucker Dorsey this year, he, he was a transfer, graduate transfer. You know, he went to JDM, JMU, I think, James Madison. Yeah, um, he went there for four years, got his degree, played football, and then he came here as a grad transfer, like, now, there's no such thing. You can't. There's no reason you, know, you can't do that, and you get noticed. I'm not saying, yeah, you know, not say it always works out, but 
you kind of got to focus on getting that degree first and getting some kind of education. For sure. And I think what they need to do is have some kind of like, before you can enter the portal, uh, I guess for the reasons, you know, it depends. Like you're talking about some of these uh, kids at A&M that are kind of getting forced out because of disciplinary reasons or, you know, if you're going to be able to tell a guy, a kid, hey, you don't fit here. Well, then before you go into the portal, you got to kind of take some kind of like a course or something to kind of talk to you to reason like, hey, should I just stay here and finish school or, you know, how it works? Because I know when I was 18, you know, I wasn't thinking about my future every single night or, you know, what actions this could what if I do this and what is this going to do? But it can lead to this. It's just. Their brain, they're they're not their frontal cortex aren't developed yet, man, and it's it's kind of crappy, and it sucks for the NCAA. There's like it's just hey, hands off, it's the wild west, you know, you can do whatever you want, and then in five years from now they'll probably come back and you know start fixing things, and but I don't know, man, it's uh you know looking at that list, not to knock any of our guys, but you know maybe four of them are probably going to find homes. But, I mean, I see what you're saying where, you know, long gone are the days of where you stick around for three years, get your shot as a senior, and, you know, have your story beginning, whether it's in the NFL or something like that. But that was the model of Bama for how long? You know, you go to Bama, you stay there for four years, you're going to win a national championship, you know, based off how often they win it, you know. And um, how many times do we see Bama guys, you know, someone step up, a receiver step up their junior, senior year, and their first round pick in the NFL. And it just, you know, reloads. So uh, maybe this is kind of evening the playing field. I don't know. But um, I know it's definitely different. Um, and it's kind of weird for us, too, because, you know, looking at our needs, uh, I know we were talking about in the group, our group chat earlier, years past, we had tons of needs, but we're in a really, really good spot. Like, you know, you, especially at the premier positions that are like gold, which are you know, quarterbacks, we have Quinn, we have Arch coming in, um, Malik Murphy back up. You know, offensive line is always the biggest one for, I mean, God, the past decade, we've always had question marks here and there. And this is the first year I can remember where it's like, no, we're good. You know, Brock Myers are in the portal. Cool. See you later. Like, we don't need y'all. We we have Cam Williams stepping up next year, right tackle, and everything else stays the same. And um, you know, yeah, we need some receiver depth, running back. We don't need any help with running backs. We need help, you know, I guess on the edge, on defense, linebackers, maybe some depth in secondary. But there, besides linebacker, there's no no position we're desperately needing to land someone like how last year was with uh Austin Mathis where we you know we thought we had to have him and he turned yeah. out to be decent yeah like we do like I think we need more the most help most help is going to be on the defensive side of the ball you know it never hurt to add a playmaker on the receiver side but we have playmakers coming in and playmakers here and you know we're just kind of looking for Neuer to get healthy and him to him to help X um, get a little bit more open, and you know Sanders is going to do his things. I think I guess you know we could look for maybe another dynamic tight end, but if we're going to bring in a tight end, we might not need one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have a tight end committed already, the Westlake kid. Yeah, no, sure. the Westlake kid, and then there's the the one from Newman coming with Arch Manning. Yeah, and so, so. he's he'll probably be like the little. But I know he, he's he'll, he'll be coming off of ACL surgery. 
Mm-hmm. So, but you know, like, you know, I think defense wise, we might need just to replace. I'm not saying we need help because I think the young guys are just a talented, but we just need experience probably in the back back end. Um. So. Yeah, that I would think be nice to have. That. You've kind of touched on an area like, yeah, you're right. Like we are losing a ton of experience, especially, I mean, our early at least leadership, um, you know, it's crazy. Both of our main leaders on offense are both in the same position and they're both probably more likely than not gone. Uh, Roshan and Bijan um, defense, you know, I guess that I'd have to say our defensive uh, captain was probably overshown, right? If you had to guess. Um, yeah. you know, he was a guy out there to make a play when we needed it. Vocal guy, um, Coburn as well. But yeah, I mean, it's still a good feeling though, going into the season, knowing that we have, a, you know, a top five class, there's no position that we desperately need to get someone, um, get, get someone there. And it's, uh, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm waiting to see when all the, you know, the domino pieces start falling. Is there like a timeline where they have to wait before they can start picking new homes or is it like you can they start? Can pay, they can, they can whenever. Um, I'm pretty sure some, the guys that we're kind of looking at probably have multiple offers. Um, and you know, they're probably, probably, I think they get, I don't know if they get official visits or get unofficial visits. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm curious how that works. Mm-hmm. But I know they have 45 days and the portal closes. I don't know if that means nobody can join it or how. Yeah, it's that no means. one can join. No one else can join it, but you can okay. still go places. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm pretty sure they're going to probably want to start signing by signing day, early signing day, and get earlier rollies and get in, get in here by January, uh, especially the older guys, so they can learn the playbook. Um, but I don't know, we'll see, like, because we definitely, like, a lot of people are making moves already. And, you know, A&M got it. A&M just got a big guy, a big time, you know, we talked about, we didn't talk about, but Owen decommitted from Louisville and then just signed with A&M, which get, then it goes again showing you that money, buy, like, money only can buy so much right now. And, they're running out. I think they're like, they just lost 10, 10 guys to the portal. And yes, they're going to be like, oh, well, a couple of them were out of, kicked out of school and a couple of them were like, that doesn't look good for your school, man. It's like, the, losing that amount of people does not look good for your, like, for your school, I don't think. Yeah, they're literally the litmus test for what can possibly go wrong when you just back the brink stroke up and, you know, by kids who aren't really committed to your school. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure to, I, I can guess a lot of these kids, you know, didn't grow up A&M fans or, you know, dream about going to midnight yells and all that stuff. But, you know, now they're just pretty much hired guns. And, you know, as soon as the the water gets a little rocky, they're, they're out and they're paid. What are you going to do? Ask for the money back? Like, you can't do that, and it's yeah. That's for illegal money back. Yeah, you're you're literally the the poster child. Or they're the poster child of what can go wrong if you, you know, don't have uh, all your you know your eyes dotted and your T's crossed 
as a program because man it seemed like Jimbo lost that program midway through the season he started to hear about all the craziness and you know yeah. the, the fans you know bashing him and they've struck out all week trying to get an offensive coordinator and I think the last time I checked they were up to 16 kids in the in the portal um uh. So it's it's a lie, and it's you know we follow you know pages on Twitter that you know show their board messages and stuff, and they're uh, the fans aren't very happy. So uh, yeah, it's luckily you know we're not we're not at that point, but I think we're kind of at a, turn, a tipping point where you know we have to you know we went from five and seven to eight and four possibly get our ninth win this year, which is really good. But I think, you know, the standard of Texas and the expectations are always to at least play for the conference championship game. And this year sucks because we didn't play in the conference championship game because of us, you know, our shortcomings, us not playing to our ability. No one came, no one came to us or we didn't go anywhere. We just got outclassed beat down, you know, Uh, it's, we just sucked or we had poor, game management or you know didn't give bees on the ball and it's uh next year is going to be that year where man we have to we have to play in dallas at the end of the season or else we might be in the same position a and m is i want to i just gonna be it's gonna be curious how is this supposed to work next year are we're not going back to divisions are we uh i don't know well what is because are we gaining next year yeah, we're going to do four teams. That's going to be 12 teams, and there's no way – there's no way – You're going to play 10 conference games or 11 conference games. Yeah, and there's – there's if it's if, if it's a round-robin type thing, there's, there's a possibility of having three teams undefeated. Yeah. It's, it would be very unlikely, but there's a possibility where three teams don't play each other and they're all undefeated. Like, how crazy would that be? And then mm-hmm. who go and then you're – then you decide on rankings and who goes to the Big Twelve Championship. Like, so I, I'm okay. I, I don't know. I kind of need to dig, need to probably do a little bit more research on that. See how that's going to look next year. Yeah, definitely. That's I didn't even think about that. Uh, we've been kind of so focused on this year, but yeah. So like I said, we got to take a step forward and get better. Um, and it sucks because we're losing one of the best running backs we've had since. Cedric Benson, probably. Um, Roshan Johnson, one of the best leaders we've ever had. Most selfless players kind of since probably Tyrone Swoops, but he was better. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I think we're going to – so I think, you know, what what Vijan did this year and last year was, you know, was awesome. Like, you know, but I think we're going to – like, we're going to – I, I I can't make sure to get the saying right, but we're gonna add. I think we're adding by subtracting next year. But what I mean is, our offensive line will be better, so our running backs don't have to make those initial cuts right away. Okay, you know yeah. What I mean? And you kind of hit on something I was thinking about earlier to make sure I mentioned where the offensive line is the position group that has to take that next step because even this year at times they were kind of. So, so, you know, with run blocking and sometimes it's bad. And Bijan was so good that he was able to miss, make that first guy in the backfield miss and turn what would normally be a, you know, two, three yard loss into a four to five yard gain. 
And I'm not, you know, we don't know yet if Jonathan Brooks is going to be that guy or, if, or you know, Kalen's going to step up or Jaden Blue or whoever Baxter. Yeah. But you can't, you can't uh, just bet on having another generational guy like that and someone with that skill set who can turn that because if not, you know, you're sitting ten and two on second down and. You know, it, it, it makes you very predictable to where that's when we were getting beat down. When we weren't able to run the ball efficiently, they could just, you know, make Quinn Ewers beat him. And I'm sure I know I could put money that Quinn will progress next year and be a lot yeah. better than he was this year. Um, but, you know, you just you want to play complimentary football and you never want to get one, you know, one sided and pretty predictable. Um, so, yeah. And there's a lot of shakeup around the the block too. I think I guess we can kind of transition to around the country since we already talked about A and M. But you know, over there in Boulder, Colorado, there's a new sheriff in town. It's kind of it's a crazy hire, a good hire in my opinion. But it's, there's definitely been shockwaves with how everything went down. Um, Deion Sanders, you know, left Jackson State and now he's at Colorado. Um, met with his player, Colorado players, his inherited guys, and pretty much told them, like, hey, we're going to do things different here. Y'all, Some of y'all guys might want to get into the portal because when I travel, I travel luggage, and my luggage is Louis for Louis Vuitton. And then, you know, immediately after, you know, you have all his Jackson State guys, a couple of them, you know, leaving, which one of them was overall, number one overall player in the, in his class and oh, you know, so did hunter make the trip to colorado did he yeah he did i don't know I was asking oh i don't know uh, i haven't seen it yet i don't know yet i know he just took one of his sons with him the quarterback he didn't take yeah. the other son but um <laughs> that, what kind of how does that that's all messed up you bring one son you leave the other one there well you didn't hear him, his press conference he's like yeah my other son pissed me off so i left him home <laughs> so apparently he got into not i'm sure he was joking but um yeah. Yeah, he told it in his introductory press conference. He said, named his starting quarterback, his son. Like, oh yeah, I saw his son. His son was that uh, was going is transferring. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's very very non-traditional. Uh, I, I tell me, what do you think about it? And, um, so I think it's a good hire. I, I think like at first when Dion took this, you know when I saw he was coaching, he was coaching and it went in Texas and you know, he's winning and I was like, okay, whatever, that's nothing, that's high school, okay. And I and then he took the Jackson State and he started winning and he started recruiting some big name people. Like okay, I might have something here. It's not, it's like man, like look, it's Coach Prime. Dion's a big personality. Um. But no one's ever really talked about his football smarts. Like I really never, like when he's on, like when he's doing like the NFL shows and stuff like that. He's just out there and he's loud and he's talking about little DB stuff. But I never, I've never really understood if he's, I've never really seen if he's actually knows what he's talking about. And so far, it seems like he does. Like he did really good at Jackson State. I'm glad he's getting opportunity. I'm really surprised that he took the Colorado job. Mm-hmm. I thought he would might go somewhere else, um, but I think 
to me, Colorado, I think Colorado, I think it's pretty good. I think, yeah, he's gonna be able to go and get the West Coast kids from California. Um, his personality, like everybody knows who Coach Prime is. You know, everybody knows who he is, and he's gonna be able to get kids. You know, there's a lot of people in the portal that have been tweeting at him. Hey, let me come. I want to come play. I want to come play. Yeah, Trey Sanders, top five kid in his class, running back, Alabama. Like, hey, Unc, you got room for me? Like, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I mean, but. So I think so I I really hope on two different levels. I really hope that it works out for him because this will start giving. X players chances to get into coaching and, you know, actually have a shot at coaching, not just at a small school level, but at bigger schools. And on the next level is it's going to be entertaining as hell to watch Colorado play mm-hmm. and see what he does with this program. I, I wish there was like a, um, what is it called for NFL? What do they have? Uh, hard knocks. I wish there was oh, hard yeah. knocks for Colorado. This well, year. there's there's literal like TV cameras or like recording cameras following him. Oh, like yeah, there's so, that, that it's, there's it's, gonna be a show. Yeah, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, whatever, we don't know yet. But there's cameras following him everywhere. So I mean, yeah. this is well documented, and maybe that was part of the allure for Colorado. And that's but it's definitely helps with kids. Like you know, kids want to be on TV. Kids want exposure. Th- that's gonna help you win some kids. It was what we used for. We thought it was gonna be a huge recruiting tool for us. Like, hey, Longhorn Network, you're gonna play on every single game. Like, every game is gonna be televised. Um, you don't have to, you know, fight with other, you know, your your regional teams. But you know, the streaming age came, and now it's every game is always televised. Televised, but um, yeah, that's gonna be a big selling point to kids too. Boulder, I've never been to Colorado, but pretty sure it's a really nice place to go. Um, you know, people vacation there all the time. Like, it's gonna not going to be a hard sell. Uh, like you said, you're there at the West Coast. Um, Dion, Coach Prime is probably one of the most famous coach of all time. Like, not just for being a coach, but as, being, as far as being a famous person. Um, he's eccentric. He's loud he's flashy but you know apparently he's also a very good human being too did you see the reports of coming out where jackson state reportedly mishandled money yeah yeah i saw that like they like they mishandled money they promised them a ticket share profit and then like he pretty much built a brand new locker room out of his pocket and his court like you know Paid for meals, yeah, used yeah. his his fame to leverage, you know, better plane rides, uh, used his fame to leverage, you know, uniforms, you know, with Under Armour. Um, yeah, I was paying for team meals out of pocket. Um, that, to me, that tells me, like, you're not doing that if you're, you're not doing those things if it isn't for the right reason. You want to better these kids' lives and do all that stuff. And that's what kind of gets me not mad, but you know, I people will complain and bitch and moan about everything, literally everything. If you search a topic on Twitter, you're going to find someone complaining about it. And people are getting mad at Dion for bailing quote unquote on the, you know, historically black colleges. And I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to go down that road. Like he doesn't owe anyone anything. And if anything, the kids that are playing for him and following him, this speaks to the person that he is. So I hope he does well in Colorado. I hope he goes over there and 
I mean, my, I, dude, look at what Lincoln did with one year of transfer portal kids. You know, granted, I don't know how, you know, how solid their foundation was. You know, Colorado's really bad. They were what, one in eleven, so yeah. they're going to need a lot of help. Um, but I mean, it would not surprise me if Colorado's contending for a Pac-12 championship in, you know, two years, and if Deion's poached for a, you know, a bigger Power Five job in, you know, three or four years. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that job, how that works out because it's going to open up a lot of new doors and it's going to, like he's he is killing it in in the recruit in um, coaching hires right now. I saw a couple oh, yeah. more hires he made and so like that's you know he's getting a lot of people to come coach with them and it's that team's going to be good. Like I I. I I saw on Twitter where like that like you know the hype videos of him after him before game at Jackson State and there's like oh can't wait for this energy to be at Colorado like man let's let's have a bunch of student sections behind him and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun place to to go you know it might be a, finally a, they might take the tarps off the end zone sections and get real seats out there but. Yeah, and I love Colorado's colors, man. Like, their colors and unis are pretty cool. I can't imagine what they're going to, you know, do now. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. And, uh, yeah, it's like – Coach Prime is definitely – and he sounds like he has the the backing of the school and, I, you know, the, yeah. the obviously the, the, the checkbook to, you know, go sign some of these kids and get them over there because you know they're going to have to do it. Yeah, but- yeah, the NIL money, they said it's already kind of coming in to Colorado, so. Mm-hmm. Speaking of NIL money, one of the guys, I guess we can kind of backtrack, uh, one of the players we were worried about leaving, I was a little more, I thought he was definitely gone, Xavier Worthy. Uh, we talked last week during the USC game, and we're like, man, I hope he isn't watching this game because Caleb Williams started you know, pretty hot on those uh off schedule plays. Like, but, like I said, then again, Caleb Williams, when he, like, so I know the dude got hurt and he couldn't be himself, but he could still be a passer. Like, he didn't look great when he was just a passer, but when he could scramble out the pocket, make those off schedule throws, make something happen, like, he looks great. Like, he looks mm-hmm. so, I don't know, but yeah, go, yeah getting back to X. Uh, he's rocking a pretty new, pretty good-looking chain there. It was made by a Longhorn alumni, uh, so you know we're not going to speculate. But he's not in the transfer portal at least yet. So, and it's number eight. You know, what are the chances if you go somewhere else and have the number eight? You know, uh, available I think there. I think they'll make make it work for him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, we kept our you know biggest concern of leaving um to at least to now um yeah. speaking of leaving we're still waiting on Bijan to make his official announcement i kind of thought it would come you know a little bit after the heisman or selection which we can talk about in a second which because you know i'm sure everyone has an opinion about that but um Bijan has not announced yet or really no one's announced yet i think the only one who said anything was tavandre sweat he said he will be returning, which is huge for us. He's definitely going to be an anchor in the middle, uh, especially, you know, with the up-and-down play of Alfred Collins, in my opinion. He is 
it hasn't really lived up to the billing of a five star. Um, but he's showed great potential at times. And he's, you know, he had that huge bowl game. And I think the last game, he was the highest graded defensive lineman we had. Uh, we just need a little bit more of the consistency there. But that was the story with, you know, uh, with um, Keandre Coburn, right? Did he even have a, did he even have a, I don't think he had a sack last year, like six quarterback hurries. And uh, he just completely, you know, flipped that script and turned into a different player this year and worked his way probably into the top three or four rounds of the NFL draft. Um, but yeah, so, you know, sweats back. It's going to be huge for us, you know, in the middle. Um, yeah, but yeah, still waiting on word from Bijan. Um, you know, every, everyone on Twitter talks about everything. He said he'd have a pretty good, you know, little chunk of change waiting for him if he wants to come back. But I personally, you know, the running backs to one position where a lot of guys don't get that second contract. You have a finite lifespan. You're a dime a dozen, and it's very rare that a running back is projected, you know, a top five overall player on the draft board and projected to go in the first round. But he was in Dallas this past week in Jerry World hanging out with Zeke. So what, what is, you think he's pretty much gone, Tommy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's uh, gone. I'm more interested, like, Like, to me, he, to me, he just he needs to go on. Like he's done so, he's already done a lot at the school. You know, I I would hate for him to come back and something happens to him where he loses value in the NFL. You know, running back is a position where you can only like you have a shelf life. He might not. You know, who knows? But you know. And the NFL, it's once you get to the 30-year-old, that's when you're, that's when you know, they kind of say you're done. Um, so, I would just, I, I, like you said, you know, our running back um, room is so talented. I think it's okay if he leaves. Like, we're not going to be hurting. So. This is the one time I will say where I love Bijan. He's, man, he's a... Uh, world-class kid in person player he does everything the right way um but i'm kind of leading like hey you you need to go um just kind of how sam was like man it'd be great to have sam back but man you kind of got to go um because you don't want to start you know kids want to play ball and you don't want to you know someone like Jaden blue or you know um that next guy up to have to wait another year and then that's with the transfer portal you know, potentially lose kids who could be very valuable to your uh, your college program. Yeah. So I I think I, I'm curious if he's going to play in the game. You know, um, I don't think he needs to play. I you know I think he'll be there to support the team, but I don't think he needs to play. You know, I'm kind of like I don't I don't <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to come out and say or not. Um, but does like you know does Jalen Ford need to put something? In? Um, does Watts need to put something out? Like those guys, I kind of think need to, I'm kind of waiting to hear. Uh, I think they're kind of waiting to hear back from the draft. Um, yeah. The draft status, but I think Watts, I think Watts might come back. Has a, I think he's a good chance of coming back. And then I would love for Ford to come back. I think he might yeah. too. Yeah. I think everything I've said is overrated. It's Ford. It's more than likely probably going to come back. Um, 
which is awesome because you know, we've been missing that. I mean, maybe my you know memory's kind of skipping me, but that dominant middle linebacker since what Malik, I guess. I mean, if you call Malik dominant, I mean, yeah, like a like a reliable, really good linebacker, uh, Gary Johnson maybe, but he was more of an outside linebacker. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, we I think Ryan Watson will come back. Jalen Ford, uh, I think Johnny Barron's going to come back. Sweat's coming back. So, what is that? Was Coburn we going? Overshone's going. Jameson with I don't he's even know gone. if he's going to have a choice. Yeah, like he's gone. Um, who else on defense? Uh, Cook, R-18. Anthony Cook, Anthony uh, Cook, uh, Ovia yeah. Gofu. Yeah, so you know. We're losing some guys, but, you know, if we can get the back of the guys we expect to get back, I think we'll be okay on that side of the ball. Um, offense, who are we losing? Um, Christian Jones, Jones, which that's Cam Williams' spot. It's been Cam Williams' spot. We're over the K there. Um, and then, like, the Jordan Whittington. Jay Witt, yeah. Yeah, we're still waiting. to The jury's still out on Jay Witt. I know, you know, I have a kind of a soft spot for the dude, and I really want him to come back for one more year. Um, I think for for him, he needs to. You know, he needs to show the NFL that he can um, stay healthy. But, you know, I think he can be a very valuable asset in the, in the NFL, especially like, you know, big, quick, blocking wide receivers. Um yeah, let's kind of just sitting and waiting. Um, but yeah, Bijan Heisman snub. We haven't talked about that. And it's a. Uh, I I think like I think Bijan's probably he I think he's definitely like one of the best players in college football. You know, granted, if maybe we were ten and two, he would probably be in New York, but. It's just the Heisman isn't really a running back. It's just a quarterback award now these days because in this day and age of college football, the quarterbacks are the ones that put up the most numbers, the guy looking numbers. Because, um, like, Hinden Hooker from Tennessee, like, I think, honestly think he should have been there too over Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, Bright or a Michigan running back, like, he honestly should be up there too. But there's definitely a lot better people. I I don't. Stetson Bennett is there because he's about to go, what, 26 and 0, most likely. Um, or whatever his record is. And then, you know, Caleb Williams had a good year. Um,. Who are the other two? What? Uh, Who? Uh, Max Duggan. Max Duggan. He deserves to be there. I, I wouldn't take that away from him. He's had a great year. Who's the other one? Oh, it's CJ Stroud. CJ, yeah. Um, you know, like, like, I to me, the Heisman. It like, it's weird. It's, it's, it's you know, it's back to being just a quarterback competition now um but i see that that's what the maxwell award is like the maxwell award is the best college 
quarterback. Um, you know, to me, the Heisman should really be uh, it's supposed to be the post. It's supposed to be the best college player, and it just needs to have a new voting system. Like, I was listening to a different different podcast, and they're like, half the people that have Heisman votes don't even watch college football. Mm-hmm. I don't have the passion of college, the passion for it, and they just look at the stats and like, oh, okay, well, sure, sure, these four guys can go, but if you, if you sit, there's no way you can put on tape, uh, Stetson Bennett, and then put on tape of Bijan Robinson and say, who's the better athlete, who's the for better sure. player, um, like Stetson Bennett, he's done great things, he's thrown some pretty balls, but I don't think he's the reason why they're winning. For sure, he's, no. He's a game manager. Bijan has won us three games this year easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Hendon Hooker. We, yes, Hendon Hooker course. was my guy. If I'm gonna, if I was gonna give out the award, all bias aside, I, I know he's hurt, but there wasn't a better player in America to me that, than Hendon Hooker when he was healthy. Yeah, and you saw what happened when he when he's not playing. Like the team oh. looks kind of totally different, really. I know they played Vandy and they destroyed Vandy, but there's a game in between where they lost because mm-hmm. Hendon Hooker wasn't there. Um, so and even Bryce Young to me, man, like I know he didn't like well, he lost two games on the road by one point and what was the other one? A field goal, right? I think Last so, yeah. field goal? Yeah, like I don't know, but I completely agree on um on what's his name, Georgia, like, yeah, you're there because you play with around 10 guys who are going to play in the NFL every snap. And to me, uh, like you said, yeah, that's the perfect way to do it where, uh, yeah, like you said, obviously it's a quarterback award now, but put, like you hit, you hit the nail on the head specifically, put B. John Robinson on and put X, whoever else is on and tell me who's a better football player. Um, and then, yeah, CJ, or uh, what's his name? Caleb Williams, what is the honor code that the Heisman has? And he's over here writing, you know, fuck, yeah. who was it? Fuck Utah on his nails and stuff. Like, yeah, that's not part of our code, dude. Like, y'all made the bylaws. We didn't, like, just go by it. Like, you know, I don't know. But um, at least Oklahoma doesn't have a quarterback in the. Well, in they'll, the, they'll, sure, they'll play in Caleb Williams. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so let's see. We got, we got volleyball has a game tomorrow for the third round in the NCAA playoffs. Hosting regional four seed Marquette. So oh, that one a record. Should be should be a little bit more entertaining than the last two. Yeah, they're twenty seven and three on the year. Oh wow! So it'd be that should be a pretty good game for the girls. Hopefully they pull it out. Um, and then about you know basketball dropped their first game last night. Yeah, I can't can't be mad that they lost a, a ranked team. You know, For they, sure. I didn't think this team was going to go undefeated. Um, it's a good thing, like you know, losing does help help teaching, help coaching. So. Um, yeah, they. Did you get a chance to watch the game? You were on nights, right? Yeah, I was working. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you didn't watch it because it was the most stressful last seven minutes of basketball I've ever watched in my life. You know, Texas is up, but. 10 point lead 
um, completely folded away, uh, let it go, sloppy. Uh, but you know, Illinois would not miss from three. They were just draining everything. Uh, Texas, they forced was I think it was like 18 turnovers um, into the fourth quarter, and, but they were only up three points. And it was just one of those things where it wasn't necessarily how, how you know they weren't. They just played their max potential, and we did not. And we showed that we're not good enough to beat upper-level teams when we don't bring our A game. We're not there yet, so you know you got to kind of uh, go into every game with your best. But you know their defense kept us in the game. Uh, Chris Beard, yeah, it's panning out. So his defense is. For I was kind of questionable with the the no middle defense and how it could translate, but because like those doing, but like you said, you learn we can learn more from a loss than you know just another win. And this is a you know pretty good tournament. They'll bounce back and they play again on Saturday. Saturday uh, at noon. You know they play the Arkansas Pine Pine Bluff. Yeah, so that should be a, a good bounce back game. Uh, there's a 99% chance of winning on the ESPN predictor. Um, <laughs> But uh, what is the Vegas? Uh, yeah, there's not even betting odds on this game, so it's yeah. probably you know pretty bad. But um, yeah, I'm sure the boys will bounce back and get going. Um, I'm trying to think, I think that's it. I think you want to you want to touch on the bowl game real quick, and we can we'll get in we'll get into more a little depth co- yeah little depth conversation later, but um. Heading to the Alamo Bowl uh, again was December 29th uh, yeah. against Washington. So it'd be cool to see you know PK play his old team. Uh, we were with three one all time against Washington. Um, Eight o'clock kickoff, which is perfect for me because I will be in Boston from the 26th to the second. Uh, my stepdaughter's getting married. I was like this entire time when I'm like they were announcing bowl games. I'm like, I know it's gonna be the Alamo Bowl. It's always the end of the year. Started looking up the dates when it was normally played, and it was always 28th, 29th, 30th. The wedding's on the 30th. I'm like, please, please, please don't be the 30th. <laughs> they announced on the 29th. It's uh, we have rehearsal dinner that night from seven to what seven to eight thirty or so. Well, it's 8 p.m. here, so that's 9 p.m. East yeah. Coast. So it works out perfect for me. So. I'm not going to have to miss anything or have to watch it on my phone from a rehearsal dinner. But, um, yeah, how do you feel about going into this? Their defense is not very good statistically. Yeah, that's the um, – yeah, so the defense is not very good. But, you know, it's going to be great to get tests against our young guys. Um, you know, we'll have – their second, their offense is really good. Best yeah. passing offense in the Pac-12. So you know, good test for our secondary. Um, PK should know some of what they're doing. You know, Sharkeesian uh, did co- coach there as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be funny to see. I forgot about that. To see um, everything like that, but. Um, yeah, Pennix Jr. He's coming back, right? He announced he's coming back for his senior year, I guess. Uh, right. they're, they're, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know he's what the leading passer in the country. I think by yards, he has uh, he's 330 for 500 with 4,354 yards passing, uh, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So doesn't throw a ton of picks. Uh, what is that? Three to one, and yeah. uh, or four to one, really. Um, 
but yeah, you know, especially if some of the guys like Watts or, you know, uh, Barron or Ford, you know, kind of declare or don't play the game, which it could, you know, be a tricky game for our young, the young guys that have to step up. Uh, luckily, guys like you know Austin Jordan and uh, who else might think about you know the young corners have been able to Banks. get some Banks, uh, yeah, Brooks. Brooks, yeah, Brooks. They've been able to get some snaps, you know, here late in the season. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just interested. I'm, I'm just I keep checking Twitter all the time, just kind of waiting to see you know who's declaring, who's going to play, who's not going to play. Uh, do you think um, um, Roshan will play? Knowing Roshan, he will, but also knowing Roshan, he might not. Um, I, I think he, I, I could see him sitting out, not just so, like, not because, oh, I want to get ready for the, I don't want to get hurt and go to the draft. He's like, he might just want the, like, these young kids to get some opportunities too. Like, like a pass a torch in a big game, not have to wait a full off season. Kind of how, like, we thought Casey Thompson's game was going to be, Alfred Collins. Like a yeah. pass the torch moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see him play one more time. But if I don't, if we don't, they had storybook endings. Uh, you know, be Baylor, the rushing touchdowns from both of them. You know, it's, it's weird to think, you know, never see Bichon, Bichon, you know, run again in a Texas uniform. But I think we'll be all right. You know, we were pretty good in bowl games. Pretty good in the Alamo Bowl. So, if anything, it'll be an exciting game for sure. Yeah, hopefully it's a good game. Um, especially it'll be against a good opponent and just probably build some confidence going into next year. And um, But it's, it's crazy that it's over. Like, it's almost over. Uh, it feels like it just hasn't even – it feels like it barely started and it's – we're done. Uh, it's But we have, what, National Signing Day is coming up. We've got bowl season. We'll do another podcast before the bowl games and do all our predictions uh, do you know our overall record? Do you have it off offhand? Uh, no, I don't have it off. I don't know, not right now. But I know we're. Yeah. It's pretty close. So. Yeah, so we're trying to finish out some of those throughout bowl season. Um, what else? We got volleyball is going to hopefully make a deep run. We got basketball year, well, you know, for a while. Baseball starting up soon. Um, right, you know, late national signing day. So we'll be able to, you know, have topics to talk on. Recruiting never stops. You know, we'll be talking football all year long. It may not be weekly, but, you know, we'll do our best to get on as often as possible. Yeah, so I guess uh, I think this is all we have for this week, but we'll definitely have some more next week. And um, oh, Real quick, when is uh, when are the awards coming out, like the Doak Walker and all that stuff? It's, it's all before – I think it's before the playoffs start. So we have, you know, two, three weeks for it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll definitely be on before then. So maybe next one we'll kind of go over some of those and maybe make our predictions for who we think are going to win those. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's all I got, man. Yeah, uh, that's it. So I guess uh, we'll we'll be back next week, like you said, with the uh, the bowl games, and we'll talk to y'all later. Hook them.